Hello and welcome to the Zurich Life podcast. My name is Ian Slattery and I'm joined today by Richard Temperley, our Head of Investment Development. Together we will be looking at the investment markets and discussing Zurich's current fund positioning. The Zurich Life podcast is available to download through the SoundCloud app and also on Zurich.ie. You can also subscribe through both iOS and Android, which will allow you to download and listen offline. This investment podcast does not constitute an offer and should not be taken as a recommendation from Zurich Life. Advice should always be sought from an appropriately qualified professional. Good morning, Richard. We discussed last month that October was quite volatile for risk assets, and namely equities. Did that trend extend into November or what sort of movements did we see across the various asset classes? Well, good morning to you, Ian. Yes, well, the last few months we've seen escalating trade tensions and tightening financial conditions, particularly in the US. And this has pushed investors to become more bearish on the outlook for equities, leading to a sharp correction during the autumn, in particular, as you mentioned, in October. In November, things steadied up a little bit. We've A number of the key fundamentals remain positive, things like benign inflation, good US earnings growth, and the fact that equity valuations are at fair value. However, it's important that a catalyst is provided to lift the poor sentiment that we've seen recently. Now, uh, during the month, this was to some extent provided. We've had more dovish comments from the Federal Reserve and some better news on, on the trade front. However, concerns that the pace of US economic growth may be slowing down slightly means that short-term volatility may continue into December. You mentioned there about economics and earnings are a key driver for equity markets overall. So what were some of the numbers behind the trends we saw in equities throughout the month of November? Okay, well, overall, world equities rose by about 1.3% in November. Of course, that's after a very poor October. So up to the end of November, year-to-date, total return from global equities has been 4.2% positive. That's in euro terms. And almost all of those gains we've seen have been driven by the US, which represents about 50% of the global market. And in addition to that, uh, international returns for Eurozone investors have been enhanced during the year by Euro currency weakness. So really the fact that that the world market in Euro terms for, for Irish investors is still up year to date is down to two things. One is the relative strength of the US stock market this year. And secondly, the euro currency weakness has added to returns for eurozone investors. And what were some of the returns we might have seen um, in local currency across the equity markets? And then at a sector level, we've spoken about technology being a, a key leader so far in 2018, but we saw a reversal of that in October. So in terms of the individual geographies and perhaps the sectors, what did we see in equity markets? Okay, Ian, well, quite a range from different equity markets during November. Best performing market was Hong Kong, which was up over 6%. And the worst was Ireland, down over 5%. The influential US market was up about 2% during November. So for the year to the end of November, only one market is in positive territory. And as I alluded to earlier, is the US stock market, which is up over 3% in local currency terms. The worst markets have been Ireland, which is down now 17% year to date, hurt, of course, by Brexit sentiment. And the other markets performing poorly this year are the Chinese markets, including Hong Kong, which is down over 11%. And that, of course, is on the back of trade tensions between China and the US. You asked about sectors. Sectors in November, defensive areas slightly outperformed cyclical areas, although it wasn't clear cut. The best performing sector during the month was um, a defensive sector, which is healthcare, that was up 
almost 7%. And the poorest performing sectors last month were all cyclical. Communication services down about a percent and technology and energy both down just over 2%. Year to date, it's very much a mixed bag between cyclical and defensive stocks. The best performers, healthcare up 15%, consumer discretionary up almost 9%, technology up about 8%. As we move to fixed income then, you spoke earlier about this narrative of the pace of interest rate rises in the US and it's been a key theme for markets. Did we see any changes in the expectations for 2019 in terms of the rate rises within the US? And what sort of effect might that have on risk assets? Okay, well, on the expectations of further interest rate rises, most people felt it was almost certain that there'll be a final rate rise in December of this year. Now there's only a 75% chance we get a further rate rise uh, this year. If it happens, and it's, as I say, it's most likely to happen, that would be the ninth rise in the, since the US cycle turned a number of years ago. And I suppose the key thing now is that the markets anticipate only one further rate rise in 2019. Last month when we talked, the markets were expecting three further rate rises. So that's quite a significant shift. Eurozone rates are likely to remain at these ultra-low levels until uh, at least the fourth quarter of next year. And due to uh, Brexit, it's hard to see that the UK will increase rates. It's expected that rates will not increase again in the UK until at least the end of, of next year. So that's quite a significant shift overall in interest rate expectations. As regards the bond markets last month, they rose by nearly 1%, and that gives a return for the first 11 months of this year of a marginal rise of 0.4%. As regards individual Eurozone bond markets, the big story this year has been the Italian market, which has been battered quite significantly. Uh, There was a partial reversal during November on the back of uh, expectations that there might be a compromise between Italy and the European Union over uh, the Italian government's budgetary plans. Year to date, most bond markets in the Eurozone have done reasonably well. They're in positive territory. The major exception, of course, is Italy, which is down now just over 6%. I suppose turning to the currencies and commodities, which are, of course, two areas that we look at quite closely, you've already mentioned how stronger US dollar and corresponding weaker euro currency has helped uh, Irish investors throughout 2018. Was that a trend that we saw continue throughout the month of November? Well, no, it was very flat. The currency euro dollar was pretty flat over the month of November. So the euro dollar rate remained at about 113. Uh, It began the year at 120. So you can see there's been some significant weakness in the eurozone currency during the year. I suppose the big news was on commodities. The commodity index fell overall by about 5% in November, and that was led by a sharp decline in energy prices. So the overall commodity index, as I say, it's down about 5% in November, and overall it's down just over 6% year to date. But as I said, Ian, the big story was in energy, and particularly the oil price. We saw the oil price collapsing by 22% in November, and that follows on from a 10% decline the previous month. So quite a significant fall in oil prices over the last two months. The main reasons for this, one is the markets are looking at maybe a slight slowdown in the pace of growth in the US economy and maybe slightly weaker conditions in other economies. And that should lead to weakened demand for oil, which obviously has a a negative influence on the price. 
And on the supply side, we saw further uh, increases in supply, particularly from the shale oil producers. So we're seeing potentially weaker demand, stronger supply, and that led to a significant fall in the price of oil. And an additional feature, uh, it looks as if the Chinese have received a waiver from the US regarding Iranian oil sanctions. So it looks as if China will be um, buying oil from Iran, despite the fact there are sanctions on Iran. And that is part of the US-China negotiations as regards the overall trade dispute. Other commodities, the gold price rose marginally during the month, finishing at $1,220 per troy ounce. Copper rose by 4.5% during November, but of course is, is still well down year to date, down about 16%. Just finally then moving towards our activity as an investment manager, what, what does our current uh, positioning look like and have we made many significant changes to that over the last month or so? Well, we are towards the upper end of ranges, not exactly at the top, but towards the upper end of ranges as regards the equity content in our multi-asset portfolios. Uh, despite some increased levels of risk, we're, we remain reasonably constructive on equities, although uh, we may take some profits in coming months if we see a rally in the, in the equity markets. With regards to geographical positions, the main bias is towards Asia, Pacific and Japan. Europe and the UK are now closer to neutral, whilst we have a small underweight position in the US. Sector positions were broadly maintained during the month. The funds are positively biased towards healthcare, financial and technology stocks, and negatively biased towards consumer staples, utilities and real estate. As regards bond positions, they remain at the bottom of ranges, whilst the duration of the remaining bonds is low. That brings us to the end of our monthly investment update. Thank you, Richard, for that in-depth analysis, and thank you, our listeners, for your time. As always, for more information on our fund range and to catch up on our latest investment news, please visit zurichlife.ie. Past performance is not a reliable guide to future performance. Benefits may be affected by changes in currency exchange rates value of your investment may go down as well as up. If you invest in these funds, you may lose some or all of the money you invest. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.